Hello! Welcome back, all you crazy people that think, hey, we should listen to these guys talk about fantasy football. You geniuses. <laughs> you guys, I, I, Cameron, you hit it right on the head. You guys are geniuses. You guys know who the real people are. You know who the right people are. Um, so yeah, again, welcome back to another episode of the fantasy football fellas as i alluded to earlier i'm joined with cameron this week uh cam it's good to have you back i know i kind of i i took the show solo for an episode yeah you went all in solo is a good one too uh yeah i i I need to i need to kind of clear the air a little bit on this one okay it was not poor mic quality last week. I just had a horrible cold. Yeah. <laughs> so there was that one point where like I had to like clear my throat and it was just all like, Ooh. yeah, I was like, sorry, that's, yep. <laughs> that's my fault. <laughs> that time of the year. Yeah. That time of the year. Indeed. Um, Cam, I guess let's just, let's just kick off the episode if you could describe this past week of football, what would you, how would you describe it? Uh, I think it was a game, uh, a week of statement wins by some teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, some teams that needed to get back on track really got back on track. Yeah. And I also think that it kind of, there was some carryover from week nine where it's just things that you think should happen that everybody's saying is going to happen. Just go the complete opposite. And you have no idea what's going on. Yep, and so it was a mix of both. Um, but that's why you don't bet on sports. Um, <laughs> I keep saying it. I keep saying it. <laughs> but I did win one player prop, one one four player parlay this week, so I was pretty excited about that. Did you? Uh, did you go all in, or did you go? Uh, I, I went you, most of the way in. You went. You went a little little conservative, but a little a little risque. A little more risque than usual. I was so confident, and it it ended up working out. Uh, Came down to the last meaningful play in the Vikings game and my heart (laughs) pounding. I needed Dalvin cook to get over 90 and a half rushing yards. And he was sitting at 90, 90. And I was like, no way he's going to miss it. And then they, they were on the, they had first down and 10. I'm like, all right, they got to run off the clock. And they got that stupid holding call. And then they're back. And I'm like, shoot, now they're going to throw it three times, try to get open. And they Mm -hmm. didn't run it. And then they had third down and like 15. And they threw the ball to Thielen, and it was a yard short. And I'm like, oh, this is Zimmer's offense. They're kicking a field goal here. They're kicking a field goal. And then they ran the ball for four yards. I was so happy. I was so happy. I, I was That was the happiest. I, I mean, the other, the other three cleared easy. It was just that stinking one. Oh. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, this was, if I'm honest, this was a, a relatively decent week for all of us prop players yeah <laughs> and i will use the term players exclusively here <laughs> um and i guess i'll take the time real quick to just say hey we had our own contest over on thrive yeah. pretty good. um we had 15 people turn out which i mean that's kind of on us because we didn't really like promote it until like the day of the morning <laughs> but um you know there were still some people that uh they caught wind of it and joined us. And uh, it was, I don't know, it was pretty interesting. And and it didn't help that at least 
it felt like at least like half of the players that were in the contest were out already. Yeah. Like when I first saw the contest and there's Nick Chubb mm-hmm. right at the top, I'm like, oh, okay. So it's going to be one of these. It's going to be one of these. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, I'll transition into the plug for Thrive. Just go on over to our TikTok page. Go ahead and click on, I think it's, we have the link tree up and you can mm-hmm. get to Thrive through the yes. link tree link. Um, use the code fellas when you sign up and deposit 10 or more dollars. You get two tickets. I think I can't say for sure this week, but this past week, the deal was to get two free tickets into the 40 K contest, 40 K. I, I, words are hard. The, I'll just say it this way. The $40,000 contest. <laughs> yeah. That big contest. They're, they're big contests that does pay out pretty decently. <laughs> I think it's three grand the winner. Yeah. At, at one point on Sunday morning, uh, first place was projected to win 10 grand. Oh, never mind. Not three grand. <laughs> but more I think three I, grand. I just think when the, when there's just more people yeah. playing, then they bounce it out for everyone for sure. else. But, um, but yeah, so this past week you get two, you got two tickets into that, but then you also got entered into a free raffle for a jersey of your choosing. Yes. So if you, I mean, maybe I'll use Lucas as an example. Lucas uh, currently has Jamar Chase on his dynasty team. It was not too long ago that Lucas was fanboying over Jamar Chase and said, I'm going to get a jersey. If Lucas really wanted to, and he was not signed up on Thrive already, he could have entered the raffle. Why would you get a jersey of the second best player on the Bengals? Tyler Boyd? Oh, don't give me. (laughs) Number 28, Joe Mixon. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I I couldn't. I I just had to kind of take a stab at, at one of them. You know, no. you knew you were wrong. You didn't even pick like the second best no. wide receiver on this team. You picked the wide receiver three. <laughs> Is that a bad? I could I have said take Auden Tate. <laughs> I would take CJ Ozoma over oh, uh, Tyler stop Boyd it. right now. Stop it. <laughs> you, you, there, there, there's some legitimacy to that. But, um, but yeah, like Lucas could have entered the raffle. And if he won, he could have gotten a Jamar Chase jersey for free. So, um, Continue to check us out on TikTok for updates with Thrive. They've treated us well. We continue to treat them very well as well. So it's a nice little partnership that we got yes. going on with them. Um, so with that, I'm done promoting things. Let's get to our headlines from this past week. Um, sure. News and injury updates. Um, Cam, I know that you were the one that was paying attention to the news and the updates. So yeah, we had a couple. Uh, Aaron Jones was really scary for a little bit. Thought he might miss the season. Uh, just an MCL sprain. He'll be out a week or two, um, up to three if he if they keep him out past the bye. Uh, AJ Dillon looks to fill his. I mean, he filled his place really well in that Seattle game, and I would be shocked if he doesn't do the same moving forward. Another running back, Elijah Mitchell, broke his finger against the Rams when they routed him last night, or I guess when you guys are hearing this Monday night. 
doesn't know if he's going to miss this next week for sure. However, uh, he could, and that would mean Jeff Wilson, maybe even a little Trace Sermon get mixed into there. Other injuries, uh, Cordero Patterson, uh, sprained ankle. We thought, or it sounded like he's not going to play just because they play on Thursday, but he's logged two limited practices in a row. So maybe he plays. Uh, that team looked awful when he went down. Uh, then that is understating how bad they were. Yeah. <laughs> so they really need him back, and there's no real replacement for Cordell Patterson right now. Um, other than that, Saquon's trending towards playing this next week. Russell Wilson played his first game in a while. Uh, wasn't a good game, but he played. He played. And uh, other than that, I don't really have any more. Um, Big Ben was out with COVID. Uh, sounds like symptoms are keeping up. He could be out again this next week, too. So yeah, we watch the great Mason Rudolph again. And, yeah, other than that, that's pretty much wraps it up. Yeah, there was um... – there weren't any season ending injuries no. to key players as far as I'm concerned, but there were some scares. Yeah, definitely. Aaron Jones, you know, with the MCL sprain, you just don't when you spend a first round draft pick on a guy like Aaron Jones, yeah. even with the uh disappointing season he's had so far, you just mm-hmm. hope he does not out for the season. So I guess CMC had a scare too. He went to under into the blue tent, but it was True. a uh head injury and he was not happy he was there so it wasn't his choosing to go in so he is just fine the darn rules man why do i have to comply to the rules i know he shouldn't have to he's just that much better than everyone else that is that's the fact when you are christian mccaffrey you tell people what to do him and derrick henry should have that rule apply to them they get to decide and just for biasy sake uh Dalvin Cook should as well. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, so with that, uh, let's get into the week 10 slate of games. We let's talked. I none of us talked about the Thursday game. I didn't I didn't listen to the start sit episode. I I full transparency caught me red-handed. I did not listen to the Saturday episode, so I don't know if Lucas covered it or not. I didn't listen to it either. Oh, no. We're all. Oh, no. Sorry, Sorry Lucas. Sorry, Lucas. <laughs> well, we'll know now if he listened to ours because he'll either call us out or he won't say anything about it. So true, true. this is our test for Lucas. <laughs> um, so Miami with the upset over Baltimore, 22 to 10. Um, may, this one is a pretty quick summary. If I'm honest, Baltimore looked horrible. Yeah, definitely was more so uh, to me, at least it was more so preparation in the mindset of like, it's Miami, right? Like we don't need to worry. And then Miami came in and said, why not us? Right. So um, Jacoby Brissett started the game, got hurt Tua came in with his finger issue led him to victory yeah (laughs) there was a nice defensive touchdown for miami so that definitely helped but um cameron feel free to you know chime in but to me i'm not worried about anyone in baltimore no i just throw it out if anything it made me excited more excited about rashad bateman true Uh, eight targets 
80 yards. Most of it came at the end, which mm-hmm. was like, yeah, but I mean, they looked awful throughout the entire game. So yeah. all their production came at the end. Yeah. Um, Miami side, no one really stuck out except for Mike Gusecki, who had seven targets and no catches. No catches. It's a dud. I think a it just shows egg. it just shows that he can be schemed out of games and that teams are willing to do that. Because mm-hmm. I mean he is he probably is their best target right now. Like Jalen Model's playing really well, but Gasicki's probably their best target. So teams are gonna be more willing to um try to game scheme him out. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what it says about Kasicki, but I wouldn't be too worried moving forward because he had a he had a zero in the beginning of the year and then he ripped off like three 18 point games in a row. So right. Yep. And and two has shown too that he trusts Gasecki a mm. lot more than anyone else on the on the team besides Waddle. So yeah. um yeah, I mean Hollywood Brown also had 13 targets. Yeah, they just nuts. couldn't connect. Couldn't connect. Only Mark Andrews had him, yeah. Mark Andrews had himself a nice game, but that's just because he was the only one besides Bateman. So, um, other news: Lev Bell just got cut today. That's that's it. Yes, speaking of the Ravens. Yep. Um, that literally doesn't. I mean, more carriers for Devontae Freeman, but Latavius Murray's coming back, so right. that might be why they cut him. Right, uh, but it's yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'd stay away. <laughs> you do with that, you know. With what you please. Yes. <laughs> um, so that was the Thursday game. Mm. Let's get into Sunday uh, afternoon game, starting with New Orleans and Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's offense just could not run the ball. And nope. I will pat myself on my back the entire episode whenever I will talk about a game that I, you know, called in the Thursday episode, there you or go. Friday episode. Sorry, my fault, my fault. Um, I called that Tennessee would not be able to run. And they did, they, they couldn't. No. Um, they luckily got help from, uh, uh, the, what it, oh, shoot, who's not, not McNichols, not AP. Deontay Foreman. There it is. There it is. I was like, there's the third guy. He was the big receiving guy for Tennessee. Um, yeah. I guess my takeaway on it is that, uh, McNichols is not rosterable at this point. <laughs> yeah, he was. I mean, four carries, averaging one point eight yards a carry. Carry, and we have he had one catch for one yard. That's yeah, tough. not not uh, not good at all, and especially in a, in a game that probably favored him the most, just because they were going to run the ball, but you still yeah. need to get the ball out, right? So yeah, that was not a good thing it, for McNichols, but. If you look at the box score of this game, it does not make sense how the Saints won or how the Titans won. Oh, true. I mean, they had three running backs, all average under three yards per carry. Tannehill only had 213 yards passing, and A.J. Brown had one catch for 16 yards. Julio was on IR. That's the other. We I mean, I forgot yeah. that. Short-term IR, but that might be done for the season. Marcus right. Johnson, their backup, their, their uh, next guy up, five catches, 100 yards. I don't know. Maybe worth a look if you're desperate at wide receiver. If but... you're desperate, maybe you – I wouldn't start him this next week, but you can no. pick him up and hold on to him and just I, say yeah. two big weeks in a row, then I start him, but I would not start yeah. him this next week. I feel like we're at the point, too, where we're starting to get – or, like, we're getting closer and closer to the point of, like, you should have your guys. Yes. And – I would hope so. Barring <laughs> – without it, barring an injury. Right, right. So, 
you know, someone like Marcus Johnson, sure, maybe is worth just a spot, maybe for a week to see what he can do. Yeah. But like I said, we're getting closer to that point of like, you should have your main guys. Mm-hmm. So um, for New Orleans, um, Mark Ingram got a lot of work in the receiving game, which was yeah, four catches for 61 yards. Yeah. Yes. It was uh, the <laughs> Simeon looked decent enough. Um, yeah, almost 300 yards, passing two touchdowns, no picks. It, it helps when you have an offensive line like yes. the New Orleans Saints. 100%. <laughs> um, so with Kamara more than likely back next week, expect the Saints uh, not necessarily pick up where they left off, but they will be – I mean, if Kamara plays this game, in my opinion, the Saints win this one. Yeah, they control the ball a lot better. I mean, Ingram had 14 carries, 47 yards, but that's only 3.4 yards of carry. Like, you're not moving the ball as well. I mean, Kamara's getting average like, six yards a touch, so it's yeah. a little different. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, Tennessee's now 8-2. and two. I think they sit up top the AFC. Yeah, they do. It's crazy. This yeah. team was, like, the worst 4-2 and two team in the league, and now they are just ripped off, like, big win after big win after big win. It's crazy. Yep, their their defense has been playing lights out. I know they waited for Derrick Henry to leave, and then they're like, "Hey, now we're going to play really well." Right? Can you imagine if they played like this when they had Derrick Henry. Oh, they would be ridiculous. Yeah, these <laughs> games would be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, let's move on to another game: Buffalo and New York in the J T. Uh, yeah, right. J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. All Bills in this one. Yeah. Um, Diggs finally came back to like the digs that we saw last year. Mm-hmm. Hyper targeted, caught everything, moved on ball downfield. Yeah, yep. Yep. Well, I think the most interesting thing, gosh darn Discord notifications. I know they're the worst. Um, I think the biggest thing that uh that we saw with Buffalo is that each running back scored. Yeah, and. and and a wide receiver running the ball. I mean, yeah, I mean, Zach Moss scored. Mm-hmm. Devin Singletary scored. Matt Brieda scored. Twice. Twice, Twice receiving and rushing. So, I mean, I I, I just think Buffalo – I mean, if you if you have Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, it's, compl- it's totally okay. You did not need to use – they didn't need to use them, like, at all this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really it for the bills, I guess, for the jets. I mean, Michael Carter, he did, he, he fell into the end zone. So like four catches, 43 yards. I mean, this is the kind of game script you want to have with Michael Carter, get those cheap passes. Yep. So we'll see, we'll see what future weeks are look like, are going to look like for the jets. Uh, was Zach Wilson supposedly close to being back. Yeah. I mean, um, Mike White had four picks, so he looks like a backup quarterback. Uh, according to some people, uh, some other bigger outlets, uh, apparently Jets fans were chanting for Flacco. Oh, so uh, that's New York, though they uh, they, <laughs> they loved him. Ruthless. They loved him the last two weeks, and the second he plays even a little bit like a backup quarterback against the 
mighty Buffalo Bills defense are like, get him out of here. We want Flacco. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, that's really about it for that game. Yep. Nothing else to really touch on. <laughs> nope. Uh, next game. Um, one of the very few, not really, I shouldn't say few. There was a handful of shocking games. This certainly fell into this category. It was the Lions and the Steelers. Yeah. Tying. Tying. Hmm. Um, Cam, the biggest thing for the Lions, for me, DeAndre Swift. Yeah. 33 carries, was it? Yeah. Crazy. yards. Where was this all along? I know. I know he only had three catches for five yards. It's weird. <laughs> It's weird how they used him. The most frustrating thing for me having DeAndre Swift is that the Lions had two rushing touchdowns over 20 yards, and Swift had neither of them. Yep. Are you kidding me? I mean, I I think the only reason why he got so many carries was because Jamar Jefferson, who was one of the scorers, got hurt. Yeah. And Jared Goff even got hurt himself, so they couldn't really throw the ball. Because I think – I think – Goff hurt his quad. Yeah, I was going to say. But he never missed a snap. He just kind of came out at the end of the game and was like, my quads hurt. That's why I only had 114 yards passing. <laughs> I was going to say, going into their final drive in overtime, he was at like 92 yards. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a great, like, weather-wise, but. What is. Oh, sorry for the notifications again. I thought I turned them off. I know. I don't know how to turn them off either. So, um. That was really the thing with the, the Lions for the Steelers. Uh, this goes to show, I mean, yes, Roethlisberger was out, but this goes to show that this offense is just not as potent as it could be. Yeah. And it doesn't help either when your premier pass rusher has to leave the game for some injury that people are still trying to figure out. Yeah. And Claypool, Claypool didn't play either. That's right. Yeah, so real no deep threat. Yeah, so kind of a a forgettable game for the Steelers, but a, a, a decent one to remember for the Lions, just because yeah. it's not a loss. <laughs> yeah, I mean it shows you though. I mean Deontay Johnson still had fifteen point three fantasy points in PPR. Najee Harris still had sixteen point or seventeen point three. Like these guys, even with backup quarterback, bad weather, they're still going to get you points. They're still going to put up solid performances. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's really that for that game as well. Um, and I guess in another kind of ugly game, uh, Jaguars Colts yeah. Colts walk away with a 23 17 victory. Uh, the Colts offense looked good first quarter. And then after that, they just stalled. They just stopped playing. I mean, what it felt like Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor had like 99 yards and a touchdown the first quarter. And yeah, I was like, wow, this dude might score have 400 yards. And then they just like, eh, we're just not going to play anymore. Yep. <laughs> um, t- I mean, this is the Jacksonville team that I was always expecting. I mean, yeah. like the Buffalo win was such a surprise to me, and I was surprised to see so many people like, no, this Jacksonville team is so good. And when I say them mm-hmm. and they, I'm talking about social media. Yeah. <laughs> um, they did. I mean, at halftime, Colts were out 20 to nine. So there was only one touchdown then in the second half for the Jaguars and a field goal for the Colts. Yeah. 
ugly second half. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Pittman finished in double digits again. Five for 72. Yep. Um, Wentz probably had his – I shouldn't say his worst game, but it was the – Worst fantasy game. Worst fantasy game by by a mile. <laughs> yeah, it was not good for fantasy. You were not happy if you started him. It was like nine points. No, and it doesn't bode well either that they're going into this week preparing for the Buffalo Bills off of that performance. So, yeah, the Buffalo Bills are a bad matchup. Yep. <laughs> does not matter who you are, they are a bad matchup. Like you would want a, a get right game after mm. this one. I, you don't. No. Might be another get right game for the Bills, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I saw something too. Um, Mike Clay tweeted out updated like strength of schedule mm-hmm. for each team. Indy has like the 31st or like the second hardest remaining schedule. So yuck. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a hard, hard stretch games for the Colts. <laughs> you know who really showed me a lot this game? Who? Dan Arnold. Seven oh, yes. 63 yards. Another 13-point game without scoring a touchdown. He's a legitimate fantasy option at tight end. I think so, too. I think last week, because he had – he was in double digits last week. Yeah. And we – I think a like while – targets a game. Right. In, in, in a while back, when Arnold was originally traded to the Jaguars, mm-hmm. I think we all – at least us – fellas we all kind of took notice of that because we're like it's another weapon for lawrence to use who's been in an offense already right it's not yeah you know lavisca chenault who's in his second year with another head coach yeah right so like it you know and and this was also when oh (laughs) this was conveniently right before dj chart went down as well yes so um like you said dan arnold is most definitely a, a, a viable option. He's getting now. to the point where he's not even fantasy dependent. He's just, yeah. he's just necessary to that offense in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was, it was strange too, because at the beginning of the season, they would, I shouldn't say rotate, but like they'd use everyone. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, Jamal Agnew had, um, actually I shouldn't. Yeah. Jamal Agnew had like a 70 yard rushing like, touchdown, rushing touchdown, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, he scored 15 fantasy points without a catch. Right. He had five targets, but no catches. Yeah, like, they use everyone on the outside, but they also used, like, all their tight ends before they got Arnold. Yeah. And now I think Urban Meyer's like, why use everyone when there's only one good yeah. player to use? <laughs> yeah, because they trade for him after uh, O'Shaughnessy got hurt. Yeah. Because he went on the IR, broken ankle yeah. or something. Or no, I was charged with broken. I don't know what O'Shaughnessy did. Not a big enough name nor, for me to nor, know. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, nor did my phone pick up the update that O'Shaughnessy went on IR. So poor guy. Sorry. Um, sorry. <laughs> you don't deserve that, but no. it, 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 if you hear this, uh I don't know his first name. Adam. Is it? I hope so. <laughs> I thought, I, was, just, I thought it was James. I thought it was Jay O'Shaughnessy. Oh, no. Poor I'm going to look this up. <laughs> he he does not deserve this kind of slander from us. Oh. Uh, where? Oh, it is James. <laughs> James, yes. Sorry, James. Killed it. Give me. Sorry, James. <laughs> um, let's move on to um, 
in my eyes, probably the upset of the week. Yeah. With the Washington football team taking down Tampa Bay. Yeah. Uh, 29-19. And uh, here's all that we'll say with the Buccaneers. They do not look good. They will get back on track. They will be okay. Yeah. It's Brady started off with like negative three fantasy points in the first six minutes and yep. just went downhill from, I mean, it was gross. Uh, and mm-hmm. Washington controlled this clock in this game. Did you see their last drive? Oh, it was forever. It was 10 minutes. Yeah. 10 minutes in the fourth quarter when you're only up by a field goal. I mean, that's something to be, something to be said about never giving Brady the ball back and they performed <laughs> they- it perfectly. They took that they gave them 30 hard. seconds on the clock down by 10. I mean, That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I guess the one thing we'll talk about here, Antonio Gibson. Yeah. A confusing game for me. Let me explain why. Because he had 20 fantasy points, right? It was the game we wanted to see. He was finally involved in passing old two catches, 14 yards. He had 24 carries. But he only had 64 yards. He only averaged 2.7 yards carry, which I understand against Buccaneers is par for the course. Uh, that that does worry me a little bit. But the thing that makes me excited is he has to be healthy. You would not give him 26 touches in this game if he was not healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what it, that's what the whole thing's been this whole season is he had the uh, stress fracture. So you've been worried about him getting touches. Well, now he's getting more touches. The thing is. Like JD McKissick was not used at all this game, but that's because they were ahead by so much, you know. So they were running the ball, and so it'll be interesting to see in a game when they get down, are they switching back to McKissick or is Antonio Gibson staying the lead back? Spoiler: They will go back to McKissick. <laughs> I know, and it's going to annoy the crap out of you if you have Antonio Gibson. Yeah, it will. Hundred <laughs> percent. What uh, this guy does in one of my leagues, in our leagues, so. Uh... It was good to see <laughs> this happen for once, and uh, I'm most definitely not expecting this to happen again. Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm hoping it starts sticking a little bit more. We can see him fall in the end zone, but that's what he's going to need to be real fantasy relevant. He probably will get you double digits, but it'll be like a 10 or 11, and then he gets you that 17-point yeah. week. It's, it's more of a flex than it is like your RB1 or your RB2 borderline RB1 where you took him at. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, I think he falls in the RB2 rest of the season, but I, it wouldn't be a high end RB2. Right. Right. Just, I mean, it helps that RBs are so decimated right now, but. Right. Right. Where's your vocab word of the day? Decimated. <laughs> um, Let's move on to the two. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say it. No, there, I guess there's a couple. But these were the biggest margin of victory games. Yeah. Uh, Patriots-Browns. It does not help. With, if you're the Browns, it doesn't help that your leading rusher, Nick Chubb, is out for the game. Your only offensive weapon. <laughs> yeah. So then you just tell Bill Belichick, hey, just take out Jarvis Landry. Yeah. And uh, that's what you get, seven points. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, it was gross. I mean, Darius Johnson had a good game. True. Yeah. True. He but, uh, he was the lone bright spot Yes, in that offense. On the Patriots side, Jacoby Myers finally got in the end zone. Yeah. I mean, it was a pass from Brandon Hoyer. It wasn't even from Mac Jones. 
They were up by that much at that point. Right, or Brian Hoyer, sorry. Yes, Brian. Um, Hunter Henry had two red zone scores. But I think Cam, the one guy that you want to talk about the most. Yeah. Ramondre Stevenson looked phenomenal. Phenomenal. He looked amazing. And it's heartbreaking to know that uh, Damian Harris is coming back. It really is. It sucks. But he is a great pickup, I think, for Dynasty. He is a guy that should not be on your waiver wire anymore because you know what he's capable of now. Um, he's had really good skill. The only reason he wasn't used earlier in the year is because he had a, he fumbled like the first play of his career, um, which is not good in a Bill Belichick offense. But he's definitely out of the doghouse now. It'll be interesting to see. I would not start either him or Damian Harris this week. Because you just have no idea how they're going to use them. I mean, they could they could just completely go back and use just Damian Harris, or they could split time, or it could be the Stevenson show again, and he could just take over. And it's just that's concerning. And you saw Brandon Bolden mixed in there, who's getting some receiving work. Uh, it was nice to see Stevenson catch four passes because mm-hmm. that's something that Damian Harris does not do. He just does not catch passes at all. Right. Uh, but still, Brandon Bolden saw three catches. JJ Taylor had six carries. <laughs> Um, obviously they're going to start putting in more backups once the game got out of hand, but he'll be an interesting guy to watch. I would, I would pick him up I would not leave yeah. him on the waiver wire. Yeah. I think going forward, this Patriots backfield is going to look more split than what it was before Damien, Har- <clears throat> excuse me, before Damien Harris got mm-hmm. injured. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, both are worth, rostering wouldn't start either no you just gotta see what it looks like i wouldn't start mac jones either but he's he looks like a legitimate quarterback and he went yeah, nine, I, 19 to 23 yeah 198 and three touchdowns yeah yeah <laughs> he look i i i i don't want to overreact mac jones might just be the exact quarterback i know wouldn't that be insane if like this is his next like 15 year guy i mean i'm not gonna say he's the next brady there's not gonna be another brady but like just the next guy that he's builds a dynasty with that would be insane i mean like first first draft pick at a quarterback and he gets this guy (laughs) oh i mean (laughs) you can you know you can you know I'm not going to say complain, but you can, you know, make remarks about the fact that like Mac Jones fell like 14 picks right to the Patriots. I know. When there are teams like, oh, no, Detroit, (laughs) Uh, who who needs, you know, who could have taken a quarterback like Mac Jones. Yeah. Vikings could have taken him as a backup. Honestly, we should have. (laughs) I know. He's. He's he's just the least flashy guy in the draft, but he's a smart quarterback. He does he's got just enough tools to be really good. Yeah, um, it'll just be interesting to see if he can maintain it as only a pocket passer. I mean, he he has every reason to like just keep progressing. Yeah, I mean, they have a solid offensive line. I know. He just needs to. He I think he just needs to get. I guess as he continues to develop, he needs more. Uh, you know, bona fide. Yeah, receivers. I know Jacoby Myers ain't cutting it as your one, and Kendrick Bourne is your two. They're right, decent. Like, they're just not. You know, they're not going to go make a play for you. Right. Like 
you just signed Kendrick Board and Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. But like, if you take the, your top three receivers already that you have right now, mm. I don't know. You go out and you sign Cortland Sutton in the Chris offseason. Godwin. Chris Godwin, if he doesn't resign. Yeah. Holy sh! Holy shoot! <laughs> I know that would. I, it would be real interesting. Yeah. But, Very interesting. That, the defense. I mean, the defense just shut down the Browns. I I'm scared about the Browns. Um, everyone. I would not touch a Brown unless your name is Nick Chubb. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are guys worth rostering, but when it comes to starting, Nick yeah. Chubb is the guy. <laughs> uh, Cream Hunt want to get back, I guess those two. But right, right. Yeah. It's um, that's that. Yeah, yeah. That's that for that game. There's not much to talk about, but yeah, it's a blowout. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot to talk about when it comes to blowouts. Mm-mm. Um. I will say I will pat myself on the back again for this one. I called Dallas just absolutely slaughtering Atlanta. I called it. (laughs) This was the definition of a get right game. Yeah. I mean, this was, (laughs) this was everything for like the everything game for Dallas, right? This is get right game. This is a revenge game for Dan Quinn. Mm -hmm. the, the, The defensive coordinator for Dallas, get a revenge on Atlanta. Um, I don't, I don't know what what other kind of isms can we use for this game, but yeah. like every this was the everything game for Dallas, and they just smoked Atlanta. Yeah, I mean Atlanta didn't look good to begin with, and then Patterson got hurt, and they couldn't move the ball. Yeah, because one the second Dallas shut down Cal Pitts and they bracketed him, there was no one for Matt Ryan to throw the ball to, and mm-hmm. Mike Davis is awful. He is not a good running back. No, no, he's not. When you were slow and can't break tackles, that is not a good mix. <laughs> no, and then you've got people like Micah Parsons on the other side. Yes, of the ball that runs a four-four. Fly. Yeah, flying everywhere. Give me a break. Yeah, yeah. Not much to be said here. I mean, CD had a great game. You maybe wish a little bit more from Amari Cooper, but again, it's kind of the way they, it goes. I mean, they you they. They really just used Zeke, Pollard, and CeeDee Lamb. That was, those were like the three guys they used. That's all I needed. That was the thing. Right. Again, Cooper is still going to be Cooper, right? Mm. You still start him because he can still go off for 20-plus. Yeah. Yes. But you also have to just, you know, you have to lower the expectations a little bit when you got games like this where mm. they might not need to use him. Yeah. Can so, I ask you a question? Yeah. How do you feel about Dalton Schultz now that Michael Gallup's back? Pat myself on the back again on this one. I called Dalton Schultz in my sits of the week. There you go. What a guy. This is just a good uh, what show a off guy. The, fans, the, the football knowledge that I've got. There you go. <laughs> um, I think Dalton Schultz is not usable for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning. I just think they want to run the ball, and they are, well, they're not afraid. So when they – want to run the ball they're not afraid to use both zeke and pollard yes and they want to throw the ball you've got three legitimate you know mm-hmm. weapons to use it maybe maybe were like if you've got i don't know someone like a hunter henry or zach Ertz for a tight end maybe still hold on to dalton schultz just because yeah. they're not super flashy guys yeah but i mean like i'm trying to think of i mean Trying to think of a scenario where you, if you have Schultz, you can let him go. 
Um, I don't know. I guess if you have a more, if you have an, another tight end that you're more comfortable with, mm-hmm. go ahead and drop Schultz. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Dan Arler, Dan Arnold or Dalton Schultz? Dan Arnold, baby. Tyler Conklin or Dalton Schultz? I, I got to say Conklin. Conklin. Uh, Dawson Knox or Dalton Schultz? Oh, Dawson Knox. Um, Jared Cook or Dalton Schultz? Neither. <laughs> Neither. Right. No, that's Neither. fair. That's definitely fair. Uh, last one, Gerald Everett or Dalton Schultz? I have to oh I neither again. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I mean both both of those guys are in offenses where they have just stud wide receivers. Yeah. And so and I think here's the other thing too with Everett, real quick. They didn't have Chris Carson. Yeah. They so might not Carson, for the rest of the year. Oh no, he's back. He's back. We don't know that, Ty. We he was supposed that. to be back this week, and then Pete Carroll said, "No, he needs just another week." Yeah, but he's right. been he. Then he w- would not comment on him after the game. <laughs> he would not comment on Chris Carson. Chris Carson. Why are people trade asking, with me? Why? <laughs> why are people asking about Chris Carson after getting shut out by the Packers? Because they need someone to blame. The fact that Chris Carson wasn't there was the person they needed to blame. <laughs> That's who they blamed. It can't be not Russell Wilson. Not the weather. Not a quarterback. First game back. Nothing. Mm. No, nope, Chris it cannot Carson. be Russell Wilson. <laughs> or, or no, or DK getting ejected. But you know that's that. No, you know, neither here nor there. But no, no, not the princes of Seattle. Can't blame them. No. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the afternoon games, and uh, you know, let's just go right into Seattle Green Bay. Uh, Again, not much to talk about here besides <laughs> um, Aaron Jones going down for a week or two. So now it's the AJ Dillon backfield. He looks good. He does. He's he a legitimate good. RB, like start for pretty much any team. Yeah, I I think Dillon, especially coming going up against the Vikings, he's a must start. This yeah, week. he's going to be top fifteen, unfortunately, because uh, <laughs> he, he is so hard else. to bring down. I mean, you can't, you can't let, like, you gotta, like, pile on him. Yes. Can't just, like, arm tackle him. No. You gotta, you gotta get multiple bodies on And him. he's one of those guys, when you watch, you can tell he loves to hit people. Mm-hmm. Like, he will be like, hmm, I could go out of bounds here, or I could run into this 300-pound lineman. I'm gonna try and run him over. And he will oh, and, pick but, that 10 out of 10 times. Well, and it's not even, I'm going to try. I will. Yes, I will. I will put my I will shoulder his in his gut and run him over. <laughs> yeah. Um, helps out. Uh, Rogers is back, too. That's worth noting. Yeah. Devontae is going to have a great game <laughs> against yeah. the Vikings. You know, the fact that Devontae's worst week is going to be 14 points or whatever. I mean, I think he's had one game lower, but, like, that was an off bad week for Devontae. It was 14 points. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, it, that just shows how good he is. Yes. Um. Did Russ come back too early? I think that's too early to tell. All right. I think it. I think it was more so he just has not had game time. Yeah, <laughs> and he just needed to get back up to speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I would kind of call this a wash for Seattle. Yeah, just assume that they're going to be back to normal next week. 
Yeah. I mean, the snow didn't help at all. No. It was a gross game. Yeah. As well as all facets, unless you were AJ Dillon. Yep. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Excuse me. Next afternoon game. Philly, Denver. Ooh, all I'm gonna say, here's, here's all that needs to be said about this game. I've said this a lot, but this one truly just need, it will be just summarized by this. Pat Shermer and Vic Vangio need to get the heck out of town in Denver. I just they go into Dallas this week and they pretty much shut them out. Right. Then they get Philadelphia at home and get manhandled. Absolutely manhandled by Philadelphia. It just does not make any sense. Mathematically, logically, just does not make any sense. <laughs> Jordan Howard and Boston Scott both averaged seven yards per carry. Oh my gosh. This is supposed to be a good run defense. Like they were supposed to be top 12. No. I mean, the whole reason why they brought in Vic Bangio was because he had such a great and stout defense in Chicago mm-hmm. that he should have just been a plug and pl- or a plug in coach mm-hmm. for Denver because they also had defensive pieces. Yeah. Not the same. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's about it for Denver. On Philly side, Fonte Smith had two touchdowns. Gang, gang. Jalen Hurts has looked much better as an NFL quarterback. <laughs> Unfortunately, again, we'll, we'll keep ringing this bell until yep. you tell us to stop. Uh, that's not so great for fantasy. Yeah, I mean, he had 18 points at least, but it's not great. You I know, mean, this it's was not what he was. Right. This was his best like NFL fan like NFL yes. fantasy game. Yeah. It's been di- it's been discombobulated in every game up to up until now. Uh let me go back to Denver real quick. Oh the please. panic button on Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Full alarm. Trying to get off of him as fast as you can, or are you trying to buy him low, super low? Or are you holding him, just hoping for something to happen? Sutton, you gotta hold on to him. Yeah. He's so I mean, talented. That's what sucks. That's the thing. I mean, like when you've got res- when you've got weapons like Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, and Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. Heck, even Javante Williams out of the backfield. Yeah, you could even throw in Tim Patrick. Mm-hmm. When you that's five guys. Yeah, you ha- there should be. I mean, we were saying this with the Vikings, right? At a certain point, you look at the talent that you have on one side of the ball and go, "Okay." There's something off here. Yeah. It looks like talent is out of place. Mm-hmm. When talent is out of place, it's not the players. Yeah. That's on coaching. Mm-hmm. And when you have a guy, when you have two guys like Cortland Sun and Jared Judy who are being this underutilized, I mean, that comes out to coaching. I mean, Cortland Sutton, I mean, he's probably a borderline wide receiver one if he goes on another team, like not fantasy wise, but NFL wise. And, Jerry Judy is, I mean, he hasn't proved it yet, but he's got the skill to be a wide receiver one on Denver. So it's just like you got two guys who, instead of making them like a 1A, 1B, you're making them both wide receiver twos. Right. That's kind of how they're playing it, and it's not working. (laughs) Nope, not at all. (laughs) Um, That's really about it from that game. Yeah. Yeah, Philly dominated. That's about it. (laughs) Um, In the welcome back game of the week. Carolina, Arizona. Yep. Cam Newton 
is probably the best thing that's happened to Carolina this year. Yeah, he barely played. And he had 13 fantasy points. <laughs> he played like six and a half. Yep. Uh, but he's going to start for sure. He has to. They paid him too much money to start. And I think he starts the rest of the season because I don't know. Oh, absolutely. There, they like, there's no way. I mean, how, like, I guess I'll ask you this How bad does Cam need to play in order for the coaching staff to go? We'd rather have Darnold start over Cam. You would have to have like three games for 150 yards, three interceptions, no touchdowns. Because that's what Darnold has put up in his last four games. I mean, he would have to be worse than that. And I don't think he will. No. Now with There's... McCaffrey back and now the way he can run the ball. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Carolina looked great. Arizona did not look great. But that no. was also partially because Kyler Murray did not play again. DeAndre yeah. Hopkins did not play again. So this offense is already wounded. Chase Edmonds went on IR. So there was no chance of him playing. Yeah. And uh, I'm 15 points, but that's because he fell yeah. in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, Carolina's defense is still solid. Yeah, they're I mean, really good. They're very fast. Stephon Gilmore has kind of taken the defense to, I don't want to say another level, but when Carolina's defense started out super hot, they hit this kind of decline. Mm-hmm. Gilmore has brought them right back up to where that was before. 100%. You can't throw on them, really. Mm-hmm. They got a stout run defense. Yep. McCaffrey proved that he is still McCaffrey. I mean, if you do not value Christian McCaffrey as you should with Christian McCaffrey, I don't know. It's a very generic statement. So maybe I'll, I'll say this. The value on Christian McCaffrey is pretty much untouchable. Mm-hmm. Yet there are still people that think oh, I could get, I could get depth with McCaffrey. Yeah. You know, McCaffrey's lowest snap percentage was um, his last three years when he's been fully healthy. 87%. You know what he played at last week? 59% of snaps. And That's he's it. still 160 total yards, 10 catches, 26 fantasy points in full PPR. Ridiculous. He didn't even score a touchdown. He's the second highest scoring back in or third highest scoring after Daryl Williams in PPR. It's ridiculous. Come on, people. <laughs> he is so good. But and yeah, are, we're selling him short. Come yeah. on. No kidding. Um, now for the last afternoon game of the week, the best, I'm not going to say the best. (laughs) Oh, it was so the best. It was the best. There was no other good afternoon games. I mean, sure. (laughs) You would rather have watched Eagles, Broncos, Packers, Seahawks, or Panthers Cardinals over this game. This is the best afternoon game. All right. All right. I'll give you that. Thank you. Thank you. Vikings win over the Chargers 27, 20. Um, Vikings. Um, they get they're giving Cook carries. Yeah, twenty four carries that game. But like, they're giving it to him up the middle. Yeah, they're not. Ne- I mean, there are occasional runs where he gets out. You know, it's the stretch plays, it's the zone runs, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And guess what? I don't think anyone could have guessed this, but when you get Cook moving mm-hmm. and running to the outside. He's really good. Yeah. He's like he's really, really good. <laughs> I know. Or when you go run him on a screen pass, they ran one screen pass and gets 18 yards. Oh, let's not do that again ever. Freddy <laughs> But you know who is stupid good this game? 
Justin, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. Those, he had like three of those catches that you're just like, wow. You are so good. <laughs> it was like unbelievable. It's, it wasn't it, when you watch him, you, you know, for sure. 100%. It is not the quarterback that makes him good. He is just that good. Yep. I mean, all you got to do, all you got to do is just put it in a general, you know, area and he'll go get it. I know. And he had one where the ball squirted out and he fell after he got hit and he was so mad. And I was like, that was such a tough catch. Like to be yeah. able to be that upset about missing that tough of a catch. Oh, I wish. Yeah. I mean, he had a couple of good sideline catches, mm-hmm. but my favorite catch of his this week was when it was like, what, like second and like, and like 17 or yes. something. And he like fights like five yeah, extra backs yards. To get the first to like five extra yards. Yep. No, I, I need I, mean, I need to get I need to find the photo of him of like the camera that's like directly facing him. Mm. And all he's he's just mean mugging and flexing. Yes. After the first down, I'm like I need that as a like a screensaver. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Um, for the Chargers, pretty underwhelming game. Yeah. It's good to see Keenan Allen actually get production. Actually, look like Keenan Allen. He has these last two games. He's starting to look. I mean, he he's the wide receiver one in, in LA. We kind of doubted that the first four weeks, and there's no doubt anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hot take: Mike Williams is not rosterable anymore. Whoa, he's playing like it. Gosh, did you see that slanty drop? That was awful. Yeah, that was awful. That was a walk-in <laughs> touchdown. Awful. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? Yeah, I mean, well, he, glad, I mean, glad he dropped it, but holy cow! Yeah, I mean, he. Are you talking? I mean, there was also another one right on the goal line, but he got stopped because mm-hmm. he just got hit. But yeah. like, I mean, I think teams are figuring out like they're going to use both, so yeah. now they're starting to pay attention. Yeah, if but that's just opening it up for Keenan. If you if you let Mike, if you don't let Mike Williams beat you deep, he's not a viable option. I mean, that's right. and that's what it comes from is he gets a fifty six. 50 yard touchdown on you because he can blow the top off. But if you don't let him do that, yeah, Keenan's going to get a bunch of catches. But even that, he only had, I mean, he had 98 yards. He, I mean, they can kind of move the ball around with him because he's going to, mm-hmm. Keenan Allen will get open. He is too oh, good yeah. of a route runner to not get open. You just kind of got to accept that. Mm-hmm. But he, he's never been the, I'm going to blow the top off you guy. That's what Mike Williams is. And if you cap Mike Williams off, then he's does not have good weeks. Yeah. Um, we have gone super late with this episode. Ooh. So I will just give you guys the update. We have our fella approved denied players. We have our buy low sell high players. We will do our approved and denied next episode. We will do our buy low sell high right at the end. Just that's super quick and super easy to answer. So yeah. final two games of the week, Sunday night game, Kansas city, Vegas, uh, Vegas looks to be the Vegas of old now. And Kansas City needed this get right game yeah. desperately. Patrick Mahomes needed this get right game desperately. Have you seen kind of the conspiracy theories as to why Kansas City mm-hmm. went off this week? It was because um a particular family member of Patrick Mahomes was not on the sidelines in pregame. Oh, no way. <laughs> Twitter was having a oh, field day with I it. bet. Oh, they take any 
reasoning to go after him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Holy cow. That was like the one thing like I I couldn't even really pay attention to the game because I'm scrolling through Twitter. People are just roasting oh. the heck out of Mo's brother. Oh, poor guy. Just because he's not there. Huh. Yeah. The most innocent thing you can do. You're probably busy doing something else. So you can't be at the game. And people are still finding a way to just, just hosting you. you. Yeah. I mean, Mahomes is crazy though. 406 yards, it's five tutties. I mean, it didn't help them that that stat line happened in oh, that game I either, right? Like, I know, best game of the year by a lot. <laughs> I mean, it was it was speculation, right, and warm-ups, and, and then, like, when a game started. But then as the game got on, people were just, like, it, direct correlation has yes. been found. <laughs> yeah. Um, Darrell Williams had his, I think, his best game so far. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because CEH is now coming back or more than likely will be back. Yeah, this week. that'll be an interesting to see what that's like when he comes back. What yep. are you expecting when he comes back? I think that it'll be a mix, if I'm honest. I mean, it's gotta. No, I mean, you want to kind of ease CEH back into things a little bit. You can't. I mean, I've never been a fan of. Um, guess really in any sport whether it's basketball baseball soccer when you have a player coming back from injury I don't, I don't really care how good they are unless like you desperately need them like playoff mm. time right but like regular season ease them back into it yeah they're not gonna pick up right where they left off before they got hurt mm. right so you gotta you gotta ease them back yeah. into it so I think out of <laughs> My pride says it'll be a mix. Um, and I think Andy Reid, just the offensive guru that he is, I think he'll have both of them in, you know, formations and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Tyreek scored twice. Travis yeah. Kelsey had a great game. Did you realize Chiefs this week had the number one quarterback, number one tight end? Number one running back and the number four wide receiver. It's the Chiefs of old. Yes, this is. <laughs> I mean, this is what you expect. Expected yeah. at the beginning of the year. They had a they had a staff for Kelsey in the broadcast. Um, I think it was over the past three seasons. Travis Kelsey had or like entering the game last night or on Sunday. Kelsey had like fifty catches for like 750 yards or something. So he averaged, I mean, eight catches a game. He averaged then 120 some yards, if not more. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> right? Like he he feasts on the Raiders. So, yes. yeah, not much to be said. Mm. Um, that's that. <laughs> yeah. Now, probably – in the most um, confusing game of the week. Yeah. Rams and Niners. Mm-hmm. Niners, I can't say they blew out the Rams because to me, the Rams just kind of beat themselves. Yeah. Man, but the final, right. I mean, the, the final was 31 to 10, right? And that's three scores. Yeah. But again, 
the Rams just, I mean, they couldn't get anything going. They couldn't stop anything either. No. Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball 19 times. The 49ers had 44 rush attempts. I mean, it's, Debo Samuel had five. Mm-hmm. And a touchdown. I mean, Debo Samuel scored 30 points. He was wide receiver one of the week. He's, Thanks, rushing touchdown. Yeah, we, we tried to, on our... Hot takes. We try to bet against Debo, and I don't think we'll do that again. No. <laughs> he is crazy I think, good. I don't think we're ever going to do our bold predictions ever yeah. again. <laughs> no, I, like, they're bold predictions for a reason. Yeah. They're not supposed to hit. And they're, you got to realize, like, their game script, you know? Like, we're planning on Rams to win. Like, that. that's how yep. we're predicting the game to go. So, if the game goes how we think, then, yeah, they work out. But the game went the opposite. So, obviously, we're going to miss all of them. Right. Um, but, yeah, Debo's ridiculous. He's so good after the catch. Um, I mean, Ayuk is, too. He just needs yeah. to get chances. Yeah, he just needs to get – yeah, that's exactly right. They've, they're manufacturing touches for Debo, and they're not doing the same for Ayuk. And that's, that's what it comes down to. So, when Ayuk gets open and he has a good matchup, he's going to be good, mm-hmm. you know? Whereas Debo, he's going to be good no matter what because they're manufacturing touches for him. I think Ayuk will get more touches going forward with Mitchell being out. Yeah, he'll have to. And I can't wait. I cannot wait. (laughs) Kittle looked good again. Um, (laughs) 16 points. Stafford was awful. Stafford and Brady were kind of the same this week. It's just neither of them looked good. And matchups where you figured they'd be pretty good. We, We were talking about this. I don't know, was it today or yesterday, mm-hmm. last night? <clears throat> but I remember mentioning, like, Stafford always hits this point. Yeah. Where he hits, this, like, a two- or three-game stretch where he just looks awful. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's necessarily, like, him not having support around him. I just think it's more so that, like, it's just off games. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And, and, and I mean, everyone, I think I was thinking about this earlier too. The standard for the NFL now is Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, right? Yes. Perfection at all times. Right. That's not possible. No. Teams <laughs> like, get blown out. They go through rough stretches. Right, right. And, and players have off games. Yeah. I mean, Deontay Johnson last year finished with what? Like, what was it? 14, 15 drops? 16 drops. Drop a game. Right. Like, look at him now. <laughs> right? Like, players have off games, have off seasons. Mm-hmm. It stinks when you expect great things out of them. But just, yeah. it's it's just perspective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, on the other side, I got a couple of questions for you. Oh. Daryl Henderson only had five rushes. How do we feel about that? Is that just game script or is that something I, to worry about? I just think that's how the game went. Okay. Um, it didn't help either that he was that he had a poss a, a potential concussion as well. That's true. He left for a little while. Um, but I also think you know going into the bye because the Rams are now on bye. Yep. This offense will get it right. They yeah. will. They will figure everything out. They will. I mean, I think Henderson. I can't guarantee if he gets the same amount of work he did before, mm-hmm. but. To me, there's really no reason why he shouldn't get very yeah. similar workload. So, definitely. 
yeah, definitely just a game thing. And then OBJ, you think he? <laughs> do we think he's going to be utilized highly in this offense? I mean, yes. I, okay, I, I think that's obvious. Do you? Where do you project him? If you had to say right now, for from this point of the season on, where would you project him? See, wide receiver one, wide receiver two. We're we're not we're not counting the beginning of the year. We're just trading from week whatever week he gets back. Week thirteen for the rest of the season. Um. Mm. I think he's more of a uh, flex finish. Mm. Um, I mean, Stafford has established that his go-to guy is Cooper Cup. Oh, it's not even close. Not yeah, not even close. Um, so yeah, flex territory feels pretty safe, while also a little bold. Mm-hmm. Just because we haven't seen the Odell that we wish was still here, I guess. What? Didn't you watch his dad's video? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> his dad, his dad needs to be fined by the league <laughs> for driving driving the sword between him and the Browns. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, yeah. Flex feels feels about right. It's not too hot, not too cold. It's just right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe the off game. I think he'll get like double digit targets. Um, but I would say it's a safe bet for like five and like sixty to seventy mm-hmm. potential score here and there. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. All right. Let's go through buy low, sell high players. Cause again, we've been yep. going for way long. My bad. Um, so that's <laughs> we just like talking football. So yeah, not to. if you've gotten up to this point, if you've listened up to this point, good, good for you. Congrats. <laughs> thank, thank you for that. <laughs> um, Cameron, who is your buy low player? Uh, buy low. Yeah. Who's your buy low player? I think I'm gonna go with I think I'm gonna go with AJ Brown. I do. AJ Brown. I do. I think he's had I think he's had some good weeks, but I think after this last week, people might be a little more scared. The fact that the offense doesn't look great. Um yeah, and then I think I'm gonna go one more if that's all right. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna go David Montgomery. Oh been injured, came back. I mean, obviously didn't have a great game, but it showed me enough that he's the number one guy and it's not close in that offense. Um mm-hmm. And he's got such a good schedule coming back, and we know how talented he is. So I would say those two because I think those two can be can win your league. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'd say those two. Yeah, my buy low. Just thinking about this right now, it's Brandon Ayuk. Yep. Uh, he's got a very very nice uh, remaining schedule, and mm-hmm. uh, with the news of Mitchell possibly being out, they they are left with no choice but to actually use Ayuk in the offense. So. I'm not going to say it's a guarantee he gets used, but chances are higher and they're better. So, um, sell high, sell high, Who's your sell high guy, sell high is Michael Pittman. Pittman. Um, just because I think you can get a Justin Jefferson, a CD Lamb, a guy that's up in that range that will I think is more consistent and has a bigger boom, mm-hmm. um, potential. I think the other two sell guys I have right now. Uh, they're not very high, but I think I'd get rid of them as DJ Moore. 
and mm-hmm. Mike Williams. They've just, I mean, DJ Moore is not the fault of his own. He's a great player. I just, I don't believe that with Cam, Cam Newton's going to change that much, you know? Mm-hmm. And Mike Williams just does not look like he did in the first three games. He looks like Mike Williams, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so I would, I would get rid of those three. Yeah, um, I will also touch on the other Panthers receiver, Robbie Anderson. He was my honorable mention for buy low. I don't think he's going – I. it's going to be tough for him to crack starting lineups mm. at this point. Um, but I, I, I just find it interesting that the play that Robbie Anderson scored on mm-hmm. was just a simple out route in yeah. the end zone. And that wasn't D and that wasn't DJ Moore. No. Right. It was like for whatever reason, it was Robbie Anderson. So yeah. uh like I said, he was my honorable mention for a buy low. My sell high guy shoot. Um also real quick, I'll just touch on Pittman. Pittman is like the like this year's like perfect package person mm-hmm. to trade to get a higher guy. Yeah, because he's done just enough that like he will, you know, reward, you know, whoever you're trading him to, like he'll reward that, you know, that person with production. But he's also good enough that you package him up with another receiver. You can get, like you said, yeah. a, a Justin Jefferson. I would even argue Keenan Allen. Yeah, he's got a tough schedule coming up. True, true. So get him in, getting him out now might be worth the investment mm. in another player. Um, all right, enough stalling. Sell high for me. Uh, let me just run through the teens. Dare I say Antonio Gibson? I don't hate it. Um, I, I don't know if you can really like sell high on Gibson at this point, mm-hmm. but knowing that he just put up two touchdowns yeah, on like 20 plus carries might be, this might be the only chance that you get to deal Gibson for, I don't know, a, another running back. Yeah. I don't like someone that you could go trade like a running back that you could probably package Gibson for. Mm-hmm. Um uh shoot, I was gonna say Zach Moss, but Zach Moss is also his value is kind of yeah in the in the basement right now. Um I mean you might be able to get Gibson and something for Montgomery. Uh you mm-hmm. might be able to do that straight up. Yeah uh Gibson, I don't know who else you'd even want. Um, Elijah Mitchell, maybe. No, he's maybe. hurt. If you're up front, just because you Henderson, know he's going to get that much work. Henderson, Henderson would be a good one. That would be who I'd trade for. Yeah. Gibson. Yeah. All right. Well, so with that, that covers our week 10 recap. Yes. Um, man, this was I, I like. I can't say this is a surprising week, but this, like you said, this was the week of get rights. This was the get the week of solid wins. This was the week of blowouts, blowouts, but also just like very confusing games. Yes. 
and all that makes week 10 <laughs> of mm-hmm. the NFL. Um, so yeah, thanks for, uh, coming back and listening to us again. Yes. Thank you. Um, much, much appreciated. Um, go check us out on all of our social media pages, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, uh, and you can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple yep. Music, Google Podcasts, anywhere where you get your podcast. We are there. We are there. Um, and my classic line, just search fancy football, fellas. There you go. <laughs> Look for the green background and the triple Fs. That's triple us. Fs. That's us. Um, Cam, any closing remarks? Keep fighting the good fight. Keep fighting good fight. We need to make them. We need to put that on a t-shirt. Keep fighting the good fight. <laughs> fans football, fellas. People are going to think football. it's like some motivational thing. And it's for fans football. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so, yeah. On behalf of Cameron, Lucas, who's with us in spirit, and myself, thank you for listening. We are the Fantasy Football Fellows. Just three stooges just being dudes. And with that... Deuces. Deuces.